Hey, there he is. Here I am. Now let's go hit. before I break something else. I know, seriously. Oh my lord. It was oh all my. Kai's fault. It is all my <laughs> fault. Whew. Hey everybody, I'm Kai Rosedale. Okay. Welcome back to Make Me Smart. Yes, we are two minutes late for those of you on the YouTube and the live stream. I apologize. That's my fault. We're trying to do radio on spit and bailing while you're here. Also, I've had like four hours of sleep and I got up stupidly early to fly back from the East Coast. So anyway, make me smart. That's, so that's where we are. that's a bless your little heart. That's a bless your little yes. heart right there. Yes. Yes. Right. And I am Kimberly Adams with my Midwestern slash sometimes Southern idioms. Uh, and thank you everyone for joining us on the live stream for Economics on Tap. So much fun. This is our <laughs> weekly happy hour where we do the news. We have our drinks. We have some games. We have a Jasper hanging out as usual in the background and uh, Kai what are you drinking on your very little sleep I am having a large mug of coffee thank you very much literally got home 15 minutes ago went straight to the coffee machine and poured myself a cuppa <laughs> cup of joe man that that's a that's a lot of movement uh yes. in a very yeah. short <laughs> amount of time yes. what about you what are uh, you having? So I think I mentioned to you that I'm going to try to do mocktails and I'm landing yes. on that for the time being uh, every first Friday. So this one okay. I got from a little book that came with one of my de-alcoholized spirits. And so this is a spiritless Jalisco 55 ginger margar margarita, which has basically spiritless tequila, lime juice, horses kick ginger syrup, agave syrup, and ice. So. That's what I'm drinking. How, how is it? It's very good. I like it. Good. It's actually quite tasty. Yeah. It's good, a win. Good, good. I would drink it again. Yeah. And people commenting on my round ice cube. Yes, it's round. Oh, you have a round ice cube too? I do have a, do you oh, have nice. a round ice cube also? No, you have a mug. No, I've got a, I've got a yes. cup of coffee. It's roundish though. <laughs> it is round. Got this in Detroit yeah. actually at a, at a, at a, at a, I want to call it like a ceramics foundry, but it's a ceramics place called Puabic. If you ever go to Detroit, go to Puabic oh. uh, Ceramics. It's super cool stuff. Super cool stuff. Totally, uh, okay. I did not get uh, compensated for that plug. They just do good stuff. All right. Uh, so here's my news. Um, mm. Two things, completely unrelated, but uh, there's a degree of head shaking about them both. So uh, President Biden today at the White House uh, decorated uh, retired Colonel United States Army Paris uh, Davis with the Medal of Honor um, for service in Vietnam nearly 60 years ago. So that in itself is awesome and cool, but here's why I bring it up. Colonel Davis's um, uh, paperwork, so remember this was 60 years ago, right? 60 years ago. Uh, Colonel mm -hmm. Davis's uh, paperwork was lost twice. Um, that happens a lot with black soldiers, um, and it just has to be pointed out. It just has to be pointed out. Now, why did it get lost? Well, I think we can all understand why it got lost. And I just, mm. it's just, it's despicable. If you read this man's citation, it's just, it's, I read all these Medal of Honor citations when they come because they're always just awe-inspiring and, and terrifying all at once. And the idea that this man had to wait 60-something years for the honor that he is so richly deserving of, um, which, by the way, all of them, Medal of Honor winners say it wasn't for me, it was for the men I served with. Um, it's just despicable that it got lost. So that's item number one. 
item number one. Can I just read a little uh, bit of this? Like, yeah, go ahead. Even after a grenade blasted off part of his trigger finger and several other soldiers soldiers were shot down, he kept fighting. When reinforcements arrived and he was ordered to evacuate, he refused to leave before saving his medic. All four of the special forces soldiers made it out alive. Yep. Yep. Also, one of the first black officers, if not the first black officer, to command a special operations unit, um, which is also a big deal. If you, you know, sort of the military hierarchy of, of badassery, if you will. Uh, so that's that. And that happened today at the White House and, and good for Colonel Davis. Um, here's the other story that has been burbling around now for a couple of weeks. And I haven't brought it up because I always got distracted or whatever. There was something else to talk about. But this spate of, of child labor stories, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There were 13-year-olds cleaning meatpacking plants overnight. Are you kidding me that this is happening today? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Look, we'll put the New York Times story on the show page. Lawmakers are getting involved. But if all you have to do is, is Google child labor and you will find all of these stories. It's incredible. And it is absolutely mind-boggling to me that this is happening in the United States of America in 2023. It's, I, just, I can't believe it. I keep thinking about all those um, kids that were separated from their parents uh, at the border. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, uh, under the Trump administration. I believe some of it mm-hmm. also happened under the Obama administration as well, uh, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Um, and I just wonder, some of those kids are still lost in the system. And you have yeah. to imagine that some of these kids get trafficked. Some of them just are lost to wherever and yeah. who knows where they end up. It's pretty horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we're going <laughs> to be, be pretty down on this one. Yeah, um, you know, it is what it is. It's, it is what it is. Um, mine is, uh, I mean, I'm, I imagine there's a big chunk of the country that's actually really happy about this one. Um, Walgreens yep. has said it will not distribute abortion pills in several states where abortion is where legal, yeah. where it is legal. Um, denying the access, I'm reading from the Washington Post here, denying access to federally approved medications amid political and legal threats from anti-abortion movement and state Republican leader. This is in Alaska, Iowa, Kansas, and Montana. And I just think we should take a moment to just Mm -hmm. call this what it is, which is that legal products and legal medical services are being banned for political reasons and blocked by a corporation. And we talked about this the other week. We were saying, where's corporate America on some of these issues now? And they've really stepped back and said, we are not getting into these political debates anymore. And I think this is one of these latest moments. I mean, it's not really not getting into the debate because they are taking a position, but they just don't want the flack for it. And, you know, they're basically and, and think, choosing to keep operation, right. keep operating. Right. And I think also they're afraid because even though it's legal in, in these 20 states where uh, Walgreens is, is uh, uh, not going to offer this product, I'm sure they're fearful of uh, action and, and, and uh, attacks from the states where it's not. And mm-hmm. 
like n- not just the political attacks, but also legal attacks, right? Because you know you can yeah. see the Texas Attorney General, who is well known for for uh, these kinds of tactics, saying, "Well, look, you've got an outlet in San Antonio that makes you a Texas company, and we're going to go after you for that reason." You know, um, yeah, yeah. It will be very interesting to see what some of the other pharmacy chains do. And also what a company like Amazon will do, because yep. Amazon has its own online pharmacy now. Are, are you going to stop all the Amazon boxes coming into right. your state? And I mean, we've talked about sort of interrupting the postal service and things being shipped before and how, what kind of problems that might have. Anyway, um, lots of calls in the YouTube chat for people to boycott Walgreens a la Hobby Lobby, the way that some people choose not to shop there for political purposes and uh, other companies. I mean, yeah, people vote with their dollars, but I just do think it's worth like taking the moment to say like this is what is happening. This political pressure is it goes both ways. We saw political pressure forcing mm-hmm. companies to take action on you know diversity after the murder of George Floyd, and it can go the other way too. You know, so um, going in a completely different direction, super, super fascinating, long, long read in Politico. It's a good one to sit down with for the weekend about fisheries in Alaska. We talked on this show, Hmm. I guess it was last year, about the complete collapse of like the Alaskan crab um, fishing season and Mm -hmm. how like they couldn't get it anymore. Well, this article looks into sort of not just the collapse of the crab fisheries, but also other things like halibut. So I'm just going to read a little bit of this political piece. Halibut wasn't the only so-called directed fishery to experience such a catastrophic catastrophic drop. The crab fleet had mostly was mostly stuck in port for two years. Um, This year, both fisheries were closed. And at the same time, substance and sport salmon fishing on the state's two largest rivers has been shut down because of dwindling salmon runs. There is one fishing industry that has not suffered. The fleet of nearly 250 trawl boats that catch ground fish, species such as pollock Hmm. and yellowfin sole that congregate on or near the ocean floor, have recorded banner seasons, permitted to bring in between three and four billion pounds of fish annually for worldwide distribution. What makes this inequity especially jarring is that the trawlers, some as long as football fields, which drag vast nets along the sea bottom, also scoop up millions of pounds of species they don't actually want, and they throw most of it overboard, no matter how valuable it might otherwise be. Oh, wow. So you have Hmm. all of these fishing industries getting destroyed for the benefit of, it seems, the one. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this is why we don't have the deadliest catch anymore. But uh, Right, right. I, and right. there's a lot in here about um, the indigenous fishermen who have fishing rights in this area and aren't able to exercise those rights because with the ground fish gone and all of this bycatch being thrown away, it's really just destroying the systems. Anyway, it's very long but very interesting. Mm. And even though it may seem random to do a long read on Alaskan fisheries, it all matters. So It all does matter. Everything matters, right? You can do a... Interesting, creative, long read on pretty much anything. Yeah. There you go. 
All right, that's it for the news fix. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we will play a round of half full, half empty. This is Half Full, Half Empty, which is our weekly game hosted by the one, the only Drew Jostad. And we are going to take some news topics, and Drew is going to give them to us. And we, along with you for the last questions, are, I know I can't even blame the booths this time. We're going to tell you how we're feeling about them. Half Full being on the positive note, Half Empty being a little on the negative side. Drew, save me from myself, please. (laughs) Are you Half Full or Half Empty on the snow in SoCal? Oh, man, it's crazy. I was flying in this morning, and there's so much snow in the mountains. The snow actually in the in the immediate Los Angeles mountains is starting to melt, which is a little sad because it looked really cool. But coming over the San mm-hmm. Bernardino Mountains on the way into LAX, crazy, just crazy. Uh, I'm half full. I'm all the way full. It's our water supply. It's everything. And, yes, there are people up there who are stuck. And the California Highway Patrol is going out to dig them out. You know, they've been stuck in their houses for days, sometimes without food or medicines. But um, overall, half full. Overall. Uh, I'm going to go half full because, I mean, we spent most of the last year talking about how you all need water and snowpack. So that half full. Okay. Half full or half empty on the new screen time monitoring and parental controls that TikTok is adding to minors accounts. Oh, this is the hour thing, right? Yeah, for ages, I think, 13 to 17, it's a 60-minute daily limit that they can, then, they can then bypass it just by entering a yeah. passcode, I well, think. Well, then what? <sighs> I don't know. It's all, they have I this mean, in China so already, don't they? So, do they? I don't know. I think I so. Know. Um, uh, I would say I'm half full, but why an hour? An hour is a lot of time. We can make it like I mean, 20 minutes. An hour over the know. course of the day, maybe, you know, not so bad. Yeah. Um, I'm half, I'm just half because like the idea is fine, <laughs> but the, these kids are way more tech savvy than their parents that I don't think um, it's going to make much of a difference. So mm-hmm. sure. You know, they're going through the process, you know, half, half. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bandaid, right? It's not an actual solution. It's a bandaid. Okay. Half full or half empty. The FTC is moving to ban online therapy company, BetterHelp, from sharing its users' mental health information. I'm half full, but just like so (laughs) traumatized that... They were doing it in the first place. Um, You know, that's one of these companies that's constantly advertising online and on podcasts and all these things. And, um, you know, it's it's grim out there. Half full that uh, they're ideally not doing it anymore. It's kind of remarkable they were doing it to begin with. But half full, obviously. I mean, holy cow, right? Are you kidding me? I mean, I'm guessing uh, they probably didn't admit wrongdoing in this, right? Of course In the not. settlement. They usually don't. So yeah. it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> there you go. Are you half full or half empty on shrinkflation? 
So, so shrinkflation obviously is when they sell an eight ounce yogurt container for a dollar, and then uh, six months later they're selling a six ounce yogurt container for a dollar. Um, I did a really interesting uh, interview actually about a month or two ago with a guy who kind of really keeps track of shrinkflation. Totally interesting. Um, uh, I'm I'm opposed to shrinkflation. I think I think it's stealthy, and I think if you're going to raise prices, just raise freaking prices. Don't you know try to scam us. Same. That's me. Yeah. All right. So this is the last one, right? Okay. Correct. All right. So okay. those of you in the YouTube live chat, get ready to weigh in with your votes on half full, half empty. And Drew, take it away. Are you half full or half empty on going to a restaurant with a friend or partner and you both order the same <laughs> thing? <laughs> I was okay. amazed how much traction this story so, got. So oh my I guess God. go. Uh, so so why don't you ahead. give people the background as as they vote? Give people the background. So apparently, the president and the first lady went out to dinner somewhere and ordered the exact same dish. Now, and one would imagine that a any other couple might order two different things, and maybe you might sample each other's food as opposed to ordering two full dishes of the same thing and lots of people have thoughts <laughs> oh my god so. so many thoughts so many thoughts holy cow holy cow <laughs> just of all of the things oh this is interesting yeah. uh, debbie donovan says in the in the chat is it a safety thing Maybe, you know, in terms of the food that they could control getting to them, uh, uh, the one dish, no, I doubt it. <laughs> that, that can't be. Secret Service has been testing presidential food for a really long time. Um, so Josh Barrow uh, wrote a really interesting newsletter about this topic. I will dig it out of my email somewhere, and I'll send it to, to Marissa and the gang, and they can figure out a way to put it in the show notes. Because he, 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 Josh had some real thoughts. Um, and a whole analysis of ordering in a restaurant, which is maybe more than you want to hear. But I thought it was interesting anyway. Bonds, come on in. Come on. Sorry, I got to let the dog in. There's uh, a take right, okay. on. There's a Twitter take about this that might be worth sharing. Anjali Bot on Twitter says people are going on about them ordering the same thing, but if you've had the ragu from this restaurant, well, you would understand. yeah, <laughs> that was that was one of the things, right? Is that at this restaurant, it is the primo. It's like the best in Washington of the rigatoni with whatever the heck it was sauce. So I don't know. I don't know. All right, Kimberly. Uh, I'm gonna go half full. I actually think it's kind of cute. Yeah, I'm all the way full because order what you want. And if your I dining know. partner wants the same thing, so be it. Now, I should tell yeah. you, in full disclosure, I'm really bad at sharing food. Until I <laughs> met and married my wife, I was not a food sharer. Now I am oh. by coercion, and I think it was in our wedding vows too. But my <laughs> wife's a big one. Ooh, can I have a bite? Would you like a bite of mine? And I'm like, no, I ordered this because I want to eat it. But here, sure, sweetie, you have a bite of mine. Anyway, um, <laughs> And so look, I appreciate that. Compromise. That's right. Compromise. Compromise. <laughs> that's right. Um, but look, if you want the same thing, then buy the same thing. Get the same thing. Get All the right. same the thing. All right. The poll results are in half full, 64%, half empty at 35%, and the half fulls have it. We are a sharing bunch of people here at Make Me Smart. You bet. You bet. Lots of love for my theory, by the way, on sharing food. Lots of love for okay. me. That's all I'm saying. More love for Jasper, That's all though. I'm saying. 
Yeah. Although <laughs> Evil Genius 007 did say, Kai not good at sharing? Shocked, am I? Anyway, <laughs> th- thank you for coming to my TED Talk. All right. Uh, okay. So we... <laughs> We, we are, are done, I down. believe. Are we done? We are done, yes. No, we're not, because I want to put out a plug for my little okay. thing. Yeah, uh, on March yep. the 8th, which is International Women's Day, I am going to be hosting a virtual event with a couple of the other reporters and some of our producers at Marketplace who are women. And we are going to be talking about how Marketplace uh, includes a lot of voices of women, and we try to amplify the voices of women in business and economics. I mean, most of your weekly raps are pretty much yeah. all women on uh, your Fridays. And uh, we definitely work really hard to make sure that we include perspectives that aren't often included in business and economics coverage. So we're going to be talking about that. It's going to be a live stream. We're going to have Rima Kreis and also Meredith Gerritsen, who is the senior producer of Marketplace Morning Report. And we'll hear from some of the women that we've turned to over the years to be experts on Marketplace and how that has impacted their lives and careers. So I hope that you all can join me uh, for coffee, breakfast, lunch, or whatever works in your time zone. Uh, It's going to be on March 8th at noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific. Maybe we'll get another Jasper appearance in there. Uh, you can register at marketplace.org slash women's day, or uh, we'll have the link in the show notes. What's the jingling? Is that your, is that, oh, that's Jasper. That's with his the bell. bell. There you go. <laughs> Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Bergsinger. Today's episode was engineered by Jake Cherry. Drew Jostad wrote the theme music for Half Full, Half Empty. Antonio Barreras is our intern. The team behind our Friday game is Mel Rosenberg, Emily McCune, and Antoinette Brock. Marissa Cabrera is our acting senior producer, and Bridget Bodner is the director of podcasts, and Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. Maxwell says you are fantastic for the near (laughs) all-nighter. Yeah, I'm too old for this. That's what I am. (laughs) You did it! Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.